Fear the Walking Dead, Season 7, Episode 6, Reclamation, and Walking Dead World Beyond, Season 2, Episode 8, Returning Point. They are both over, and we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Yes, it is Fear the Walking Dead, World Beyond, the show where we give you our take on everything that happened in the universe of both Fear the Walking Dead and Walking Dead World Beyond, and sometimes beyond that. And my name is Jessica Lease, and I am sorry to have missed last week because we got kind of a banger of a Fear the Walking Dead episode, and I'm back now to talk about these two episodes of all of the episodes in the Walking Dead universe. These are certainly two of them. But, of course, I can't do it all on my own. So here with me to talk about everything that happened are the two gentlemen that you have grown accustomed to hearing every week on this program. First of all, um, I want to thank AJ Mass for all of his help with this podcast. It's really been great. Um, and I really appreciate everything you've done for me. And now, um, I'm just going to need you to stand right here in front of this cannon for a second. And I'm going to uh, right, right here. Yeah. Just wait right there. Um, can you step on that big thing of rebar there? Uh, um, yeah. Okay. Sure. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. All yeah. right. Then we're all set. Um, great. appreciate it. Why, why, uh, why, what, what's that behind you? Uh, nothing. Oh, okay. I'll just stay right here then. <laughs> okay, just hang out. <laughs> and of course, um, the man that I've never seen him smash a camera, but I know he secretly wants to. Chappelle, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. Uh, yes, I was ready to put my foot through the television screen this week. And so that's pretty close to uh, smashing a camera because, oh my gosh, the episode of Fear was so boring. And I watched it uh, probably three times because I kept falling asleep. Um, so that's probably about annoyed as I've been in the camera in a long time. But uh, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be back. Yeah, I think it, I think it was extra satisfying. I think to a lot of viewers to watch Al smash that camera finally because I think there's a certain segment of the Fear of the Walking Dead audience that has wanted to do that since the first time that thing appeared. Yeah, I'm the segment. I'm definitely them. I was like, first of all, I, I didn't realize how much I didn't care about Al until this episode. Like, I thought I was happy to see Al back. And then after 30 minutes of just Al, <laughs> like, looking at the video of Al, like, I was just like, this is ridiculous. What are we doing here? And, you know, as if we haven't had enough flashbacks on this show, we decided to incorporate a camera to watch back to, you know, the old days of Morgan and Al and all this other stuff and interviews. And I was like, Really? Do we really need this? But, you know, Fear the Walking Dead doesn't often give us what we want. It just gives us what they want us to have. So it wasn't about what we needed this time. We got a lot of Al and in a way, this was a happy ending for them, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they just the thing they don't want to tell us is that 30 seconds after the episode ended, the CRM came in and murdered them. Trust me, that would make this infinitely more entertaining if we had shown, shown a little bit of that, but whatever. It's it's fine. It's fine. I actually, while I did not really care for uh, Fear this week, I'm excited to talk about the world beyond. Yeah, there was certainly things happened in the world beyond. Mm-hmm. It was It was action-packed, and I think if I had to, if I had to say which one of them won this week... I would definitely give the award to World Beyond. Yeah. Overall, I mean, if we're going to go go to the judges' cards, mm-hmm. yes, you're absolutely right. I am going to take a slightly different slant on this 
and say that the hour and two minute episode of Fear the Walking Dead that I watched and endured with the video flashbacks and the uh, disappearing helicopter men who suddenly appear and then have them, but then they don't have them. And then they're running across the bridge and they have perfect aim to shoot everything, except in this, these two minutes when they are shooting at them. Like that episode, well, we can just forget. It's boring. It's horrific. I don't care. The seven minute episode that they aired right after that, in between that theater <laughs> and, and, and our kitties, I really loved. I, I love the seven minute farewell to Maggie Grace. I hope that, the, the, that that's what this was because I was thinking, oh, well, perhaps Maggie Grace sailing, sailing off to the sunset. This is her farewell. She's not coming back with them. Um, you know, and she's like, all right, well, I'm leaving. Uh, no, you're not really leaving. Yeah, no, I'm leaving. No, you're not really leaving. No, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay, well, then bye. I was like, well, that's a, that's a lousy <laughs> ending for her. Oh, my goodness. But when they came back, when, when Morgan comes back, Lenny James acted the hell out of some really bad dialogue there, but I felt emotion. <laughs> I actually felt like I'm saying goodbye to you. I am thanking you for all you did to save my life, which wasn't really earned, but okay, we'll go with it. Thank you. Thank you. I thought Lenny James was fantastic. I was touched by what Lenny James said. I thought it was a great acted scene. And the writers actually came up with, I thought, a very interesting scene to show us that video in a new context. So basically, modern day Al is arguing with past Al and having the, the argument and proving to her girlfriend that she has changed. I thought that was actually very effective. And Maggie Grace did a great job. I love those seven minutes. You take that first <laughs> hour and two minutes and, and just burn it, please. But every once in a while, this writer's room comes up with something and I, I have to commend them for it. Yeah. I mean, they do go out of their way sometimes to demonstrate that they're not being, that the show is not being written by an AI using a machine learning algorithm. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, this was interesting. We don't see storytelling like this often where, as a matter of fact, I can't really think of another time where someone has legit had like a dialogue with the old self and it's actually a video of their old self, you know? And so that was pretty cool, you know, from a, you know, storytelling device perspective but as far as the actual story that we were sitting in i was right, yeah. kind of miserable i, I don't care about uh, alan isabel <laughs> don't get me wrong yeah. right? i care less yeah, about no. the relationship but i it's still the fact that i felt something watching it mm -hmm. is a testimony to maggie grace's acting and the yeah. fact that it it was the original setup and i'm like you guys can do this why are you not doing this all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, why Why do I have to sit through uh, a cat and mouse game of I'm lying to you. Oh, I'm not really lying to you. I'll tell you later. Well, maybe I'm lying to you. Well, I, I'll tell you now. All right, this was the lie. Actually, that was the lie. Like, oh, really? Really? It's just that there was not... I, 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 I did not fall asleep, but I probably should have fallen asleep a couple of times during that. <laughs> I did, yeah, the first hour was just pointless. I, I, I just don't even understand why it was there. Mm -hmm. It was there for contractual obligation, AJ. <laughs> but when you can, when you did they just write one scene and 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 then you know said we'll tack us on at the end of something? <laughs> oh, we forgot to write that. We forgot to write the other two scenes. Quick, crank something out because it just it, none of it makes any sense at all. Yeah. The, the 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 time shift. Like I have the camera. Well, I, I lied to her and said that that that, that they took the camera, but. Look, Okay, we have gas. We don't have gas. We have bullets. We don't have bullets. And then for a for a zombie to walk through 
and n- knock over the cord, which should trigger the cannon. Like, am I wrong? They should have. She's going to pull the cannon, so he pulls the cord, and nothing happens. Like, what? <laughs> no, it made no sense. Yeah, I kind I of. I feel like if we'd watched that scene and we sped it up to 1.5 and we played the Benny Hill theme over it, I might have enjoyed it a little bit more. Ah, uh, just, it just, it, yeah, it was just bad, 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 bad. I, I'm going to forget about it as soon as this podcast is over. Um, so I, I honestly, I had bad. a hard time. I watched it yesterday trying to get like all caught up. And I, I figured the best thing to do is to watch all the fear on Monday and all the world beyond on Tuesday. And then I'll have it. Honestly, it was a really hard thing to sit down here, like a bare 24 hours after I watched it and recall anything that happened. I'm like, well, I think Al was in it. And I think there was a scene where some CRM guys probably should have killed everybody and didn't. And then they smashed the camera and isn't, that basically it like it it really i don't even think it's a chess pieces episode i think they wanted to let maggie grace have a nice farewell before she leaves the show so Mm -hmm. they wrote this very nice scene for her and then it was like the whole thing they're doing this one episode for one person and one person alone and it is maggie grace and they don't really seem to care that People have to watch it later. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally agree that the, the and it's not even like it's fan service. You know, it, it's, it's it's Maggie it's, Grace service. It's Maggie Grace, yeah. Okay, and it's a great, it's a nice Grace note for her to go <laughs> out on. But mm, okay. I, sorry, I, what, what what do you want? There was nothing in this. Episode. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just it contradicted itself seventeen times from Wednesday, and okay. You know, like we we got to get to the checkpoint. Yeah, okay. Why? <laughs> Why do we have to run right now? Like they're going to run out of bullets, aren't they? Like, do they have an endless supply of bullets? They probably they they have what two two of those Trident guns, and that's about it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, it it just doesn't make any sense how they're there, but then they disappear. But then they're there, and then they they disappear. And how far away are they? And how close are they? And none of that matters in the end because it's like they get blown up and okay it was kind of cool to see them blown up so efficiently i, mm-hmm. I liked the guts that was really good sure oh, yeah that was dope yeah i like that <laughs> sure that was great but like i said it, it really was just for me it was one really cool scene of lenny james saying goodbye to someone he's been on a show with for a long time and clearly really likes and wanted to have this moment uh, i thought i thought that conversation was really well done. I don't know how on earth Al is going to remember those coordinates because, you know, you tell me a number. I need to write it down. She did not write down nope. 26 random numbers, but she just, I'm there. Hi, I found you. But okay, sure. Um, yeah. And then, like I said, the last scene was, was really cool. Uh, I thought it was a nice device. I wish it had been on a show that I cared more about the characters or on a different show. Uh, but Nonetheless, kudos for seven good minutes of television, Fear the Walking Dead. And can we finally get everyone together? Uh, They seem to hint that everybody's now at the sub. So perhaps next week we can have everybody in the cast actually acting together. Maybe, please. Yeah, that'd be good. Are we still in the bubble, though, right? Like, is that what's happening here? Why we have to have like a... 
uh, Al and, and Morgan episode together where almost there's like there's literally four people in this entire episode, you know, like and then one walker. You know, it's the the two, you know, army people, and then you got, you know, Morgan, Grace, and Al. That's it. So it's just like I wonder well, five people. So but like I wonder if that's why, you know, it's still this is still an effect of COVID and they just feel like we can't bring all of y'all together. But for me, this episode is something that you could literally remove from the series altogether. We could never explain where Al went. And this, this, the series would change nothing. There would be no changes at all. If you just literally never even answered the question, where is Al? We would not like, I mean, we care more about where Madison Clark is every day that we watch the show (laughs) than we would have cared about Al. And so I just felt like this is one of the, and I won't say the few times, but this is the one of the more obvious times where I'm like, maybe you don't need as many episodes, you know, like you did not need this. It wasn't necessary. And it just kind of, it drained me to watch it. And that's kind of why I was losing focus with the walking dead. The first time I like, I, I always said, you know, back when like, I was like, are we still doing the Negan thing? Are we still doing the Negan thing? Like, are we still doing that? And then it turns into like four or five episodes after, you know, um, after the death of, uh, Glenn, and then it becomes a season. Then it comes se- several seasons later. I'm like, are we still doing this? And so I think this is kind of where I get my fatigue and now why I understand why people kind of tap out of The Walking Dead. Because if you have a lot of this, it's hard to keep people coming back every week. It has to be. It's really interesting to me how some of the characters in this universe we immediately are attached to and we care about them and we want to know what they're up to and we're intrigued by them. And then there's other characters. And I think world beyond is also a pretty big problem child in this arena. There's other characters where we aren't sure that we are supposed to care about them. Like even after they've been on the show for several seasons, like you have your Wes's and your Luciana's and they've had like whole episodes about them and they're allegedly main characters. But could I tell you a single thing about them at this point? No, not really. And mm. it's really interesting to me. Sometimes they hit the nail on the head and like a character shows up and for minute one, you're like, yes, this person's awesome. Keep them here. Show me more. And I, I would say on Fear the Walking Dead, it's been a long time since we've had one of those people. Mm hmm. I would say maybe in the last, like since the season five reboot, I think maybe John Dory is the only one that I've really like cared about at all. And yeah. they killed him. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably true. I, I, I think uh, maybe it's because you'll have a character like John Dory who is instantly like, like, you know, kind of magnetic and then they will give John Dory the screen time and the episodes and you'll get the character building moments and you'll get them in different situations, but you'll do the same thing to Luciana. And then you won't go back to Luciana for a whole season. Yeah. And then you are like, Oh yeah. Remember Luciana? Like, no, I don't actually, I do not remember Luciana. Why don't you remind me why are we supposed to like her? And they mm-hmm. spend an hour trying to do that. And you're like, yeah, I still don't remember her. Sorry. You know, like where has this been for the last yeah. six episodes? Just put them in a, in a, in a, in the conversation sometimes. Yeah, and we'll give her care. something to do. Yeah. Give any of these people something to do. <laughs> Just something, you know? And with the fear um, episodes, it's been Morgan has to go spend time with each separate group separately. And Al is just on an island, you know, like even when he goes to find Al, like everybody else is getting kind of paired up in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes to find Al, he's like, oh yeah, Al, you're still here. I'm like, oh yeah, that is a thing. Well, at least you have your camera, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of how I feel. You're absolutely right, Chappelle. If they'd never gone back to Al, if they'd just sort of pretended, like they could chuck Cunningham her 
and nobody would be the wiser. I'm pretty sure I would not remember mm. at this point. And it's sad because this is great talent that was going to waste on the show for a long time. Like this, as much as the character does very little for me, um, and as much as this character could have been improved drastically by better writing, this is still my favorite Maggie Grace performance that I have ever seen. <laughs> like she really, she made the role something better than it was on paper. Yeah, there were there were there were moments where I thought perhaps we were going to get more. I mean, I I thought the the skyscraper episode escape from from the tower kind of. Oh yeah. I thought she was really good in that. I thought I was, I was invested in, in her, you know, going through the walls and do we climb to the roof? Do we, you know, all that stuff. I thought that was interesting. And, you know, then we don't see her for like six months. <laughs> and that, that's the problem. You know, there was some chemistry with her and Dwight. I thought that was, that was a nice thing that was different. And that could have been a relationship that, that had taken off in, in a different direction. But no, we had to get Jerry back on the show. <laughs> so it just, uh, yeah, I, I, I agree that like, I know so little and could care less about Wes and, uh, the, you know, I guess the rabbi's still around. I mean, we've seen him. We, he's popped up because he has, he said more than, hi, I'm still here. Like, okay, great. Um, I will say, uh, Wendell and Sarah, I also care about. Yes, yeah, uh, they, and they were instant. Those are characters who popped from the get go. Yeah, uh, like I said, you know, it's, it's the difference to me with uh, on on the the proper show where Princess popped from the moment you saw yep. her on that screen. She mm-hmm. just popped. You like, I want to see more about her. And you know, uh, you know, if Yumiko doesn't make the rest of this trip, that's fine with me. Just, I I have no interest in in Yumiko at all. I, mm-hmm. I really don't. I, I thought I was going to really go all in on, on the rest of their group and oh okay you're you're a singing bard and you're off in in uh ocean town or whatever i don't care go yeah <laughs> uh, don't ever come back i don't i don't care about i mean yeah but obviously you know obviously we care about the, the connie of it all but and, and the kelly but like you have five new characters and two of them work all right let's stick with them i don't need to see the others just go yeah. away you, you, mm-hmm. this, this is the nature of this show people have to die go ahead you have the cannon fodder get rid yeah. of them you don't even have to die. You can yeah. just go do something else. Like you sure. do like Al and go do something else. And I'm sure like they will live a very happy life together without us having to watch it. Or, or the converse, which they, they, they don't have enough people, obviously in, in it's the COVID thing. I get it, mm-hmm. but it's the thing where you have the extras all around and some of them, you just see them and you're just happy to see them. Like yeah, Scott, Scott. Yes. Scott, like, I <laughs> armor lady, Scott. From, armor yeah. lady from the kingdom. Like, I don't remember her name. Yeah. I know, but every time she was on screen, I'm like, oh, it's Jerry's friend. Yeah. yeah. Great. yeah. <laughs> Those are the people I, I, I want to have characters that I can recognize as being part of the community for continuity's sake. But, you know, you don't have to have a whole episode on them. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it's exacerbated because they have whatever restrictions they have. Like, you know, is Alicia Devin Carey really on the show anymore? No. Did, no. did she just? Did she say, "Hey, you, you can use my name and talk about me. I'll be back in episode 17. Like, you know, like, hey, honestly, like. that's nice work if you can get it. You know, she's collecting a paycheck for that. Yeah, oh, yeah. But it's like I, I, I don't. I mean, I, I miss her because I, I she's electric. You know, I loved her on the hundred, and, and she's mm-hmm. she's fantastic. But at the same time, if she wasn't found, mm-hmm. and they did something with the characters we had. 
I'd be okay with it because then they'd be doing something with the characters we we have. I think what they're doing is they're saying, "Oh, just wait until she, wait until Alicia gets back." Oh, it's going yeah. okay, but you might not have an audience if you wait much longer. I'm surprised you still have the audience you have. And that's true. I think, yeah, I think the wait till Alicia comes home is the whole thing at this point. It's just like one day Alicia's going to come back, and she left on such a high note. Like I think Alicia was coming into her own as like the badass of the show for me at least i was like oh yeah alicia can do no wrong like alicia's got it don't worry about it like she's madison clark jr she's got it and now it's like okay but like madison clark we're just gonna take her away from you for a whole season and see if you still care i'm just like no 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 no. i don't know if y'all are paying her per episode or if she's on retainer or what or maybe she's on vacation maybe she's out living her own life but i need her to come back to work asap because like it's what, what was this episode seven or eight like we're almost done with the season and we haven't even seen her. Like, there's nothing. There's nothing at all to, to, like, to indicate that she's even out there still. It's a, people have talked about her. I'm just like, I would like to see it. You know, like, bring it back. Bring us back the reason why, like, our pro- our main protagonist, because I've said this for a long time, Morgan is not the protagonist that they, they think that we think he is. Like, we, mm-hmm. that, I'm sorry. I, this show is not led by Morgan for me. It's just not. Yeah. And James is an amazing actor, but that's not why I've come, I come here anymore. Morgan has not been an interesting character since he left the goat farm. That's my, <laughs> that's my controversial take and I'm sticking to it. I, I think yeah. everything that happened to Morgan after that has just been like at the hands of a bunch of writers that have literally no idea who he is or what to do with him. No, I agree. Um, and I want to, yeah. I want to note that like Morgan's whole thing used to be that he used to be able to wield a badass stick. Have mm-hmm. we seen Morgan wield a badass stick in like, Two years. Nope. 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 Yeah. They, they took away the things that we liked Morgan for, you know, even like when we see Morgan, he's just like this like self-trained samurai, you know, or something like with this stick and he's just mm-hmm. out here like a mercenary. You're like, oh, okay. Morgan has been through a lot. He's seen it all. And then you get even like, you know, we talk about the kill switch, but when the kill switch is off, we're like, oh, that's a layer to him. You know, like he's fighting with these two sides of himself, but now he's just kind of been a weird step parent mode where he's just kind of like I'm going to raise a child and go find all my friends. I'm actually not going to do anything once I find them. I just want to talk to them really quickly and then go back to raising yeah, my child. Say, hey. Yeah. yeah. Hey, what's so up? Like, Morgan, come on, do something. Give me something. But he's, he's giving us the bare minimum and I think they think it's okay. And I'm just like, well, if you're going to do that, if you're going to table Morgan and you're going to table Alicia, give me more June. Like there are there are still characters that are really good and compelling, and you just won't let me have more of them. Even if you gotta go like back to Strand, I mean he's on his cartoony like supervillain arc right now. I would like to see more of that, but you know these episodes about pro wrestling. Yes, you weren't here. It was a dark time. I, I liked it. I liked that episode. <laughs> it was fun. It was, it was fun. really really fun. Yeah, and but it, it actually made me care. It made me care about <laughs> Dwight and Sherry for the first time in a long time. Yeah, but if you wanted to give us more Dwight and Sherry, give me that instead of just yeah. Al monologuing. Yeah, can I say, I think what I would have rather seen if we're looking at this particular chunk of time in the in the Fear of the Walking Dead universe, um, clearly you can't have Morgan and Grace out together in the world unless somebody is back at the sub watching Baby Mo. Mm-hmm. So give me an hour of Sarah babysitting baby Mo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That would be good. Or even John Dory, what John Dory four, 
Like oh, let yeah. Papa John take care of the baby for the day, you know, and like tell old stories. Like if that, if you're gonna do like flashbacks, that's what I want. Y'all don't exactly. really, like, see that with the baby talking about the you know the old war stories against him and uh, what was his Teddy. Like tell me mm-hmm. about that. Just don't cook up this like oh now you should care about Al. It's like, we didn't even see Al last season. Just there. If you've completely gotten rid of the threat of, of the zombies, which essentially you have outside of the moat that's, uh, that's around the tower, <laughs> like any of these zombies can, like, you know, just be dragged along. Like, oh, yeah, keep, come follow me. I have, I have a chore for you. Come along, follow me. <laughs> Are you still there? Yes. Uh, yep. He's still here. Uh, you know, the zombies aren't a threat anymore in, in fear mm. anyway. So, it's the human beings that are the real threat. Yeah, the yeah, real yeah. monsters. <laughs> but if you're going to take the turn where, where Strand is completely cartoonish, mm-hmm. and if you're going to have an episode where you have zombies, like I said last week, practically tagging into a, a wrestling ring and, and being somehow self-aware that they're in a wrestling match, <laughs> that tone is fine, but lean into it and just admit that this show is just going to be wacky from now on. And then you can have a sitcom episode where you have the Sarah taking home, taking care of the baby by herself and, and, and all the, the shenanigans and have, you know, have strands, uh, strands goons come in as like the wacky neighbors from next doors, like, you know, and she has to hide everything like that would be funny. And I expect that each week we're going to do some sort of wacky subversion of a genre show, which would which would be great. But instead, it's like, yeah, we're going to be wacky, but then we're going to get right back into, I don't know if I can make it out here. I don't know if I can make it out here. I'm definitely leaving because I can't make it out here. <laughs> okay. I- I did think you made a very good point last week that they're, they're very, the writers are very aware that the nuclear apocalypse is a less interesting place to tell a story because it's just too damn bleak. So they're just like, Oh, well, look a hundred yards over there. Everything is fine over there. So let's just all move over there. Let's just get everybody out of the blast radius, which is apparently like a hundred meters in every direction. And we'll just put people, you know, everything is green over there. Like go where the green trees are and we'll refilm. Yeah. Mm, I don't like that though. I like, I, I like the idea that you like, we talked about the nuclear warheads going off and I was like, are they going to commit to this? Like I was convinced that at some point someone was going to put a stop to the missiles and they didn't. And you committed to that, and now we have a nuclear apocalypse. But I'm like, okay, you did that. Now live in it. And they're like, no, let's just move to the right. Like, no, 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 no. You made us sit through this. We got all the suspense. The bomb hit. Now deal with it. And they're like, no, we'll just take some of this medicine and then just put on some masks that we all happen to have. And then we'll just move to the right. And we'll be fine. And I was like, but why did we do that last season then? Why, if you want, like, you could have just stopped the missiles. And then we'd be in the same spot. We would be in the same spot. You could have killed Teddy by other means, and we'd be in the same spot. Yeah, they they should. Have, I totally agree with you. Like they're not they're not living with they they wrote themselves into a corner, and instead of physically, they could have done that. They could have said, okay. Uh, this area is now completely torched. This season, we have to get from here to there, and that will be our mission for the season. Like we know that on the other side, like only one bomb went off and it, it you know, sure. It, you know, killed Dakota and we're all, like, Woo-hoo! but like everyone survived. It was only one bomb. We know if we waited out for six months, then, then it'll blown off to the Gulf of Mexico or something. They, they could have had it happen. And then we, you know, let's move that way. Cause things aren't going to grow for a while. So we have to go that way. Instead, they're trying to have their cake and eat it too, where it's like, okay, 
everybody's dead except every one of our main characters for some <laughs> somehow and we can walk out which means we have to spend half the episode just shooting their eyes because we can't show their mouths in this scene but next scene we really want to see them talk so we're going to take it off because it's okay to breathe here but then we got to put it back on but then we got to take it off then we got to put it back on then we got to take it off we don't want to actually have but anybody else actually i gotta be honest aj that's actually a pretty good metaphor for how we're all living right now it's just the mask <laughs> is a little bit smaller and, and and if 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 I thought that that's what they were going for, I'd say congratulations, you captured the zeitgeist of the moment. But I honestly don't think that's what they're doing because they would they would just be a little smarter about it. I think. Yeah, whenever they hit the zeitgeist, they're kind of like tripping over it. Yeah, and if that's what makes it even harder to watch. Because you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm already taking my mask on and off every day. I don't want to do this on this show. Yeah, like, oh, I'm sorry to talk to people's eyes. I watch my zombie apocalypse shows so I can escape from the bleak reality I'm living in. Yep. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, it's silly, but it, it's true that like they, I mean, I'm half expecting them to have strand say, all right, you don't want me as a leader. Fine. We'll have a free and fair election. Everyone get down to the voting booth. <laughs> Why not? He has set up a, a, a community where they have, they literally have electricity. Like in this building, they have electricity. They's like they can do whatever they want in Strand's world. People are doing hot yoga. I saw it with my own eyes, and so I'm just like, if they can do that, then yeah, I, I think that Strand can go full supervillain. But I just think right now they're in this random gray area that they created. You put us in this spot, and now you're saying like, oh, everyone's separated, and so now for the next seven episodes, seven whole episodes, we are going to touch on each of them and never have them move the plot forward at all. And I was just like, but why? It's, we could we talked about this before. This could have been webisodes. This could have been an email. I just You could have just caught us up in like a little, you know, hour-long special. Honestly, you could have combined all of this into like a, like a, like a, a slew of montages over the course of one episode or two episodes, and we could have been caught up because there's not anything that we've done on any of these episodes that takes an entire hour to explore. Yep. I would agree. And I want to talk about another piece of wasted potential. I want to go back to Al for a second because something occurred to me while we were watching Al like devolve and decide that she was going to give up everything for love. I felt like the first time we saw Al, it was a neat idea. It was like, she is the only character, literally the only character in this entire universe who wants something beyond survival. She's the only person that has a goal and we always know what she wants in every scene. And they figured, oh, well, we have one character that wants that. So we'll just make everything she does about wanting that. And it kills me because the documentary style storytelling, sometimes it was annoying and sometimes it was great. Sometimes it was a really fun way to tell a story and having someone struggle with the best ways to preserve this universe for posterity for some future generation. I think it was a valuable idea and they just squandered it. They just, they just decided we're going to, we're going to use it when it's convenient and we're not going to worry about like what the implications are of that for that character until we just decide she doesn't want it anymore and we'll ever want something else. Yeah, it's and not the gross. Perfect, the perfect metaphor for that, I think, is the fact that, like Chappelle said, like, Morgan's been the one who's 
fulfilling the owl role this season because he's the one who's out there exploring to get everybody's stories. Like, what happened to you? What happened to you? Yeah. Okay, come back. Uh, what happened to you? Come back. Or, or you're not coming back? Okay, but I still, I just need to know what happened to you. So all of a sudden, by the, by the end of this episode, uh, Morgan is essentially the chronicler of, of the times. He, he, is, yeah. he is now the photojournalist. Uh, Torch has been passed. And it's just like, okay, but, but that's not Morgan. Like, <laughs> that's never yeah. been Morgan's character. And if he's going to take that on, that's great. But he's also taking on 17 other ways from Sunday. You know, as I go, Strand's like, well, I'm Morgan. Okay, well, if you're Morgan, then who am I? I guess I'll be Al. Al what are you going to do? <laughs> well, I'm going to be Dwight. I'm going to go <laughs> off and change my girlfriend. Everybody pick a name out of a hat. That's who you are that's now. That's a new character trait for this season. That's basically what they did. Yeah. It's a very expensive improv game, you know, like <laughs> I just don't understand why it's happening. But like I said, this was not my favorite episode. Uh, I'd argue that this is probably my least favorite episode of the stretch so far. I just was, was just like, I was trying so hard to care. And like Maggie Grace is a, um, a great actress. And I know Josh is somewhere like, what? She was on Lost. Like, okay, I get it. But like, seriously. She like, wasn't great on Lost. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So I'm like, you know, I get the farewell, but there have been more beloved characters who have gotten way less. And so I'm just like, okay, well, if this is the farewell, that's fine. But do we think that this is the farewell forever? Or do we think Maggie, I'm sorry, um, Al is coming back in any other capacity? Well, this better be the farewell because I'll take <laughs> back everything I said about this being a, a really cool seven minutes. If this, 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 I mean, I, I, like I said, I thought that was her farewell and they're, Oh, there's still, there's still time left. Okay, cool. And then I saw the scene. I'm like, oh, okay, now that's a fair. That's how you write a farewell for a character. That's mm-hmm. that's great. That's cool. Awesome. If she comes back in two weeks with the helicopter, like, oh, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> forget about it. it. Then then all bets are off. I might. She's gonna quit. walk in. She's gonna <laughs> she's gonna get off the helicopter. She's gonna say, oh, hey, Isabel died. I have this helicopter, and I found this camera. So I, now oh, I have a new no. camera. I can go right back to doing the things I was doing before. No, no. <laughs> I hope not. I hope this is the last we've seen it, and I hope she moves on to greener pastures, much greener pastures, instead of the sepia tone hell she's been living in this season. <laughs> everybody deserves better than the zombie nuclear apocalypse. Well, almost true. everybody. I'm going to say there's probably a few people that don't. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, so I don't know. I don't have much more about this. I think we've talked it to death. Um, there's things I wish they had done differently. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. But now, why don't we move into we move into something that had at least a little more action, if not a lot more character depth. <laughs> we can go into Walking Dead World Beyond, where we are at the point now where like we're in the end game, we're in the falling action. And here we are having a big having a big shootout and I want to know who is like who's worst shots? Who's worst shots here? The CRM people in Fear the Walking Dead or the CRM people in Walking Dead World Beyond? Cuz they all shoot like stormtroopers. Yeah, um the World Beyond has to be the worst because they're shooting at children and missing. Like they cannot hit Silas uh, like they're in a shootout with Silas and I'm just like I just don't understand how and I love Silas but why is he alive 
you know, like, why is he surviving a shootout with the CRM? I just don't get it. Why? why, He's also, why I mean, just why are any of them alive? Why yeah. are any of these people alive? They, you know, oh, our leader's been shot. Quick, everybody just stand there and stare at him. Shoot the people you're about to shoot! <laughs> I mean, I'm no, glad they didn't because, you know, Elton of it all, but mm-hmm. they should all be dead. Yeah. They should have just fired. But you know what? Elton didn't do Jack... He didn't do Jack squat this episode. He his grabbed the gun. Swearing. He, he grabbed the gun. Swearing it at Elton. He made his big move and and made pinky contact with a girl. <laughs> that that was intense. Pinkies. That's like point oh one base. <laughs> and then and then he he saw a a forest gump like leaf hovering no, yeah. over him, and that was his sign of what with the who with, be with, okay. with the when. It was so poetic. Um, he grabbed the gun and I was yelling. Like, I legit was yelling. I was like, do so, shoot the gun! Because had Elton <laughs> stood up and just started shooting at people, I would have lost it. You'd like, Are you want to talk about a stand? I would have yeah. been no good. But the fact that he did nothing with the gun, I was just like, why? Why did we do this? Why did you have my hopes of like you were going to do something? I just... Um, it would have been... It would have been like watching Yoda with the lightsaber in Star Wars yes. too. <laughs> I know that reference. <laughs> mm. Kill my friend you did. Mm. I, I enjoyed the fact that Silas was shooting, but I don't think he hit anything either. I'm not shocked. No. But at the same time, like at least he had the gun. At least he yeah, shot at least it. least he was firing it. Yeah. It's more I can say about my boy Elton. And then, you know, the, the, the oh, he, he's my friend. I'm going to put my arm around him because I'm happy to see him. Very happy to see him. Oh, no, Dennis. <laughs> yes. <laughs> gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Oh, darn. Oh, well, that's no good. I, get, I, I, I don't want to be the one to have to tell Hawk. She'll oh, be man. crushed. Although, wait a second. I want to be the one to tell Hawk. She'll be crushed. <laughs> I, I, so is is Dennis actually dead? I think so. I, I mean, I suppose they could have enough medicine there because she's been getting the special delivery medicine that they could save him. But why bother at this? Did point? Did he get shot in the kidney? Yeah, it looked like he could have gotten <laughs> shot in like the stomach. It ooh, doesn't look like ooh, a kidney. He got he got shot in one kidney, but the other one's fine, and we can do a transplant. <laughs> Just take the take, get rid of that other one. He'd be fine with one. Um, I don't know. I I mean, uh, when one of you said like, does it matter if he's dead or alive? And honestly, it doesn't. Right? Like, it, it Dennis dies here. What difference is it gonna make? We got two episodes left of this entire series. Like, it is going to end in two weeks. If Dennis is there or not there, I don't think it's gonna make or break anybody except Huck. Um, and this episode did a lot of work to try to get me to like Huck. I want to assure you, it did not work. I did not like Huck. <laughs> I was entertained by Huck this episode. If I had to give out an MVP award, it would be to Huck. But that's a low bar considering nobody did anything else. I actually really stepped away from this episode really liking Indira. I like her a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. I, would, I want her to not go away. Like I know the show is about to end, but if she could move on to the next Walking Dead iteration, I'd be okay with that um, because she she's just... I, I like the actress a lot. I liked everything that she portrayed from finding out her son was died was was dead and then even like kind of gripping like grappling with the idea that it was her fault, you know, just for wanting to live. Um 
and like even with her giving herself up for the colony or I guess the perimeter, um, I enjoyed her a lot. I don't know about the the storyline itself, but Indira, the act, uh, you know, the actress that played Indira and Indira, the character, um, I guess the show endeared them to me. But uh, in a, in a way that they've not been able. To- Exactly. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. In a way, they've never been able to endear a Huck to me. Uh, so my MVPs this week are, have to be Endira, and then maybe like Huck is like a close second. Yeah, I, th- I think for me, part of the problem was I, 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 I liked the actual. I liked the escape plan. I liked how they used all, all the protocols against them. I thought that paid off uh, in terms of how they made their escape and everything like that. Uh, so good on your show for being clever, but at the same time with, with the freshness of the escape, I also was like, I've seen this uh, in your show before. Not, not this much show, but in the walking dead universe. I mean, you know, this is the episode of course, where Gregory runs to Negan and oh, I, I'm sorry, where <laughs> the colonist runs to where the guy from the perimeter runs to Jadis. It's the same freaking storyline. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, uh, you didn't do anything really new on it. It's like, Hey, I, I'm going to be slimy. Oh, I'm dead. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Also, we've never seen that guy before. Have we? Like, we saw him. Oh. Yeah. All season. We've seen him yeah, all was season. He, was he around? Cause I, I do not remember this guy. I don't think I've, I've literally never seen this guy before. And th- this is just one of those characters. that's like, Oh, was I supposed to be paying attention to him? Was I supposed to care about him? Cause I don't. And yeah, he's been trying. He's been basically, he's been the one guy saying, no, they can't stay here. Now we have to get rid of them. Now oh, well, we right. need, we need to revote and get you out. And I'm going to take over. Like uh, he he's lost the, the one vote. Who asked. Yeah, he's the one who asked for the special election mid midway oh, through right. the episode where they were hiding behind the tapestry. He's like, "Yeah, I don't like this. Can we can we switch powers?" And everybody just kind of rolls their eyes and goes on about their business. Um, and then we haven't seen him really since. He just kind of has been in the room to let us yeah. know that he exists. Um, but I, this heel turn, it was it didn't really like. It, I wasn't like, "Oh no, that guy sucks." I was just kind of like, "Oh, here we go." You know? Yeah, um, you kind of have to in order for somebody to do a heel turn, you have to trust them a little bit. Mm-hmm. They have to be like they have to have enough of a relationship with you, the viewer, that it feels like they've betrayed you. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, this guy really owed me nothing because yeah. I barely remember him being here. Or sure, sure. Slimy, and you've been expecting him to turn the whole time. But yeah. this was like a nothing burger in either direction. It was just like this is a person that exists, and I think and now they're me, going to tell. Yeah, for me, the biggest mistake of the episode was having the flashback to explain. Or to show us how the deal was made for the medical supplies. Because the flashback brought back a character who is not on the show for some reason. And you replaced her with Jadis. And I'm just like, yeah, but you just showed to me again why she needs to be here for all of this. Yeah. What what What's the dealio here? I, like, I what about her flashback? I swear to God something happened to her and she couldn't keep filming and they'd already written her into the show. And so they had to like give her part to somebody else. That that's the only thing I can think of. The only thing that makes sense. Yeah. Um, especially because she would be like, her role would be identical to Jadis's role. Yeah. It's like, they get, like it's like Jadis just skadooed into this, into this role. She had no business being in. She knows everything that Julia Armand's character would know. She's still treating Hug like, you know, like a subordinate. Um, and she's still like doing the same manipulative things in the background that she would be doing, you know, that Huck would be doing in a normal situation if it was her mom. I think the only difference is that they're saying like, as opposed to Jada's just saying, uh, 
well, I gave you a direct order and you're doing stuff behind my back. It's more like, oh, your mom told you to do these things. And like your mom is the one that's just like projecting it onto somebody else. But it could have easily been, you know, uh, Huck's mom in these places where Jadis is. Um, it's such a weird choice. And I think it's because because it's Jadis, it makes it even weirder. Because now we have to look at Jadis as somebody with a lot of authority in this role that we just never see this. Like, this is almost a different character than we had the first time we had Jadis. And so I'm still grappling with that a little bit. Like, this doesn't really feel right. It's, it just doesn't. It's, it's not sitting right with me. So I'm thinking maybe yeah. I was kind of hoping they would bring back Julia Armand's character, maybe for the finale or something like that to kind of tie it all together, but I'm starting to lead toward Jesse where they clearly just wrote her out of the show. And now they're just trying to like figure out a way to put the pieces back together with what they have. Um, But I have no clue why that would have happened. Here's my, here's my tinfoil hat theory. Like I'm just going to write some fan fiction here. (laughs) Go for it. Julia Ormond showed up to filming and she failed the COVID test and she had to quarantine. And they're like, well, what are we going to do now? We have a, you know, we only have the lot for this long. Oh, let's bring somebody else in. Like Jadis was going to have a cameo. Why don't we just bump her up? We'll promote her. Mm-hmm. And Armand is like, oh, this was a false positive on the COVID test. And they're like, yep, sorry, <laughs> we already wrote you out. <laughs> but that's about it. Yep. So I, yeah, I, I didn't, we never knew what Jadis was when we, she was first on this in this universe. Like we hated her for her inconsistencies then. And now it's just like, we're going to make her even more inconsistent. Yeah. I think her lore is supposed to be in this series is that I'm, I'm Jadis and I know everything. You can't get anything past me. I'm all seeing and I'm all knowing when it comes to CRM, but this entire episode, it felt like she was one step behind everybody. And I was waiting on her to just reveal that she knew it all along, you know, like mm-hmm. I, the whole, you know, mythos of her knowing everything and having eyes everywhere was going to just finally, like she was finally just going to look at Huck and be like, okay, cut the crap. You know, like I know it's you, but it never happened. And I'm like, that's the part of the story that's missing. Yeah. It, it's exactly. Like, well, why are you here? If you're yeah. not going to be on the ball. Like, I feel like Lily Ramon would have had it handled. So what are oh, you doing, yeah. Jadis? Yeah. Well, I, I mean, to that point, Julia Ormond would have looked at her daughter and been like, Oh, you got, you're hiding something from me. This is mm. like that time you had a joint in your locker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you would have understood. And they, they try, they try to recreate that kind of, I know you very well because you're the one who trained me. And so I watched you intently and knew everything that you did. And I, you know, I know all of your patterns. So they're, they're trying to recreate that kind of thing there. And also, you know, and I'm coming in with fresh eyes, so I'm going to catch some things that perhaps someone else who had this job, <laughs> your mother, might not see. And, I, you know, it becomes a cat and mouse type thing there. But like Chappelle, like you said, like every single time you think she's going to say, drop it. Drop it, Jennifer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you did it. You're with them. Like, let's see how deep this rot goes. Hmm. <laughs> and you're like, oh, she's on to her. Oh, let's see how deep the rot goes now. Hmm? And you're like, yeah. oh, she's definitely on to her. It's like, oh, see, we know how deep the rot goes. It goes right up to the door where you are, but not through it. So thank goodness you're on my side. Come with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the thing where, like, we're going to kill Jadis in the last episode, and her dying breath is going to be like, I totally knew it was you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> or she's like super shocked. It's like, oh. 
Jennifer, of all people, how could, how could you? And Hugs like, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm that good, you know? Like, where is this coming from? In a normal situation where you have this kind of plot, you'll say, like, you'll be super intent on making sure that the main character is getting away with it, right? So you're, like, living and breathing to make sure they just get one more over on the person. But this time I was like, okay, Hook, this is pretty transparent. Like, if at this point she doesn't know it's you, like, she's crazy. And for her to still be managing to pull this off, I'm like, okay, God, I, I like somebody snitch on her. So when uh, you know the rat shows up and he's like, I'm gonna tell. I'm like, oh, thank God, somebody's gonna tell because I just don't understand how long this could go. She kills him, and then when they come in, she has the worst excuse. She's like, he was a rat. He was gonna tell. You know what you should do? You just leave Indira alive just because that guy sucks. You're like, <laughs> no, we're gonna still kill Indira. But thank you for that little bit of advice. It's like, okay, well now you should definitely know that Huck's involved in this. She's like. No, that's it. That's all I had to say. Let's go. Well, especially because, you know, she walks into like, she's like, oh, so you're going to go kill everybody at, at, at the perimeter, huh? Do you really think that's a good idea? Yes, I do. But do you really think that's a good idea? <laughs> um, well, actually, in fact, yes. Yes, I do. Bang. I shot this guy. Do you really think that's a good idea? <laughs> yes, I do. And now, <laughs> now I know that you're on the other side. Yeah, nobody has given you a compelling reason not to want to kill everybody in the perimeter at that point. <sighs> yeah, that, actually, you've given me more reason to kill them. Like, yeah. The fact that you killed the, the one person who, we had, who had information about them, I think it'd be okay to kill them. If but, anything, I want to kill them more now. Yeah. Okay, but like, now that he's dead, we don't have to kill them. It's like, why do you care so much about these people who you seemingly have never met? It's just like, no, like, I've heard about Indira. She seems nice. I'll, I'll kill her. Um, so certainly wasn't there last week giving them supplies. I mean, uh, humana, humana, humana. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I don't know. And like I said, the episode was making me feel like I could like Huck a little bit more. But it's something about the way the actress portrays Huck that it's like she either looks super, like, uh, guilty at all times. Or, or like when she's walking away, she does like the most like poop eating grin with like when she gets away with a part mm-hmm. of the like this the scheme. I'm like, someone's gonna see you. At some point, they're gonna check the cameras and be like, why is Jennifer walking around with this big ass smile on her face all the time? And like in the midst of this breakout. And my favorite moment, and I, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, oh, Huck, you're so great. It's when at the very end when Jadis walks up and Jadis is like, I got everything figured out. And she goes like, what's the damn plan, Jadis? I was like, <laughs> I was like yes, Huck, act. I see you. Like That definitely convinced her. That right there. What's the damn plan? Tell me what the move is. It's like, stop it. Stop it. We know it's you. <laughs> I should have yeah. started the, the podcast with that. Like, what's the damn plan, Jess? <laughs> what we got going on? Yeah, that's, and that's like, I, I'm glad you bring that up because that's like, I was really struggling, you know, every time we come in here and we convene to do one of these podcasts, I'm just hoping that there is something tiny and funny that we can latch onto. And I was watching both of these episodes and I couldn't find it. I'm like, the closest thing is the rebar through the zombie foot with the cannon. And I'm like, <laughs> there's nothing else in this episode that we could just like hammer on, like, you know, making armor out of phone books, which I was dying, Chappelle, when you did your little <laughs> monologue about that. That was wonderful. And I feel like maybe what's the damn plan might be the next closest thing this week. Yeah, it was, it was so Guys, come on. You did a good job. Come oh, on. I'm sorry. Is that is that the best? It wasn't me. Look, it wasn't the best when I stood there and said, "Gosh, 
I guess. <laughs> <laughs> like Silas is really like, but he's a constant. He's like, mm-hmm. you know, he's like the Desmond to our Daniel Faraday. He's always there. Yeah. Because he doesn't move because he's a butternut squash. Oh, I don't move fast. And sometimes I get lost. <laughs> I end up where I'm not supposed to be. Oh, gosh, golly, geez, Wally. <laughs> Silas is a... Um... Silas is a person that is on the show, and um, <laughs> that is all I have for Silas. And then it's like on one one end of the spectrum, you have Silas who's giving us nothing, and I think it's on purpose. And then you got like, um, is it is it uh, Fe- what's uh, is it Felix? What is um, mm-hmm. Felix is just acting his ass off for no reason. Oh yeah, yeah. I was like, he's like he's doing it? nothing this episode, and he's still like in the background, like just vibrating. Yeah, I was like, why is he doing it? Why is he so good? You know, um, so that that was interesting to me. Um, but yeah, the Silas thing is always going to be funny because it's like bare minimum every time. And I still don't, I, I, I maybe I just missed this or I just didn't remember because it was at the end of, of last season when when he got caught by, by uh, brought in by the CRM. But like, so Huck knew he was there, and now actually in this episode she's saying, and that's why I sent you to Dennis? Like, what? Yeah. What, where did that come from? She's like, trying to take credit for a lot of moves that aren't hers. I mean, put that know, on your resume, Huck. He, he comes to her before we knew that they were married. He comes to her and for the dinner party and says, yeah, what? she's like, anything interesting happened? Yeah, well, I got this new kid and she doesn't react because she has no idea who she's talking about. And and now it's like a couple episodes later. She's like, and that's Silas. Why I sent you to Dennis, my husband, because I knew he would take care of you and recruit you and turn you into the linchpin to this plan I have to rescue everybody. <laughs> no, what? she didn't have a plan at that point. <laughs> she didn't have a damn plan. Oh my Damn goodness! Man. Revisionist freaking history there. Yeah. I mean, it, it's almost it's almost as if uh, you know. Th- then next week we're going to see her, go, and that's why I told Hope to go and get the general's kid and bring him into the pl- thing and tie him up because he's the linchpin to this whole plan I came up with. Yeah, and that's why I started. I told everybody to kill everybody in Omaha so that I could get everybody out of there so I could rescue you. And that's when I decided to train Jadis from the garbage people <laughs> to the CRM. It was Huck all along. Yeah, um, it was Huck all along. Yeah, so I think there's a moment too where Silas even asked, like, um, you remember that time Huck, like, you know, was killing those people and making me think it was me? Wasn't that crazy? And Dennis was like, yeah, get over that. He's like, okay. Like, it's like, oh, no. Dennis is like, yeah, she does that. It's <laughs> why I love her. It's just a thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's why we got married. She literally did it on our wedding day, but whatever. <laughs> if you're going to be salty about that, then you just, you're going to keep yeah. living in the past. She, she killed two of bridesmaids and tried to convince me that I did it. <laughs> the shenanigans that ensued. Yeah. That so, we love her. <laughs> speaking of weddings, I was reminded once again that Jadis has taken Father Gabriel's last name. Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, Outside of, you know, there's been some interviews with the showrunners and with Pollyanna McIntosh where they say, oh, this is because she really loved him and that she misses him and they were in a real relationship. And I'm like, okay, you want to talk revisionist history. I almost spit my water out while you were saying that. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> <laughs> like I, we saw, we saw the sole interaction between Father Gabriel and Janus. I mean, and she you know was what like, they hey, say. you want a bone? And he's like, I guess. And that was it. You know what they say, Jess. Love is blind in one eye. 
<laughs> it seems that way, AJ. <laughs> I don't know. Oh man, there's a lot in this show that is is I just don't understand. And uh, but the plot, the the actual escape plan, though, I will say. I like that. It, it moved the plot forward. It mm-hmm. made sense. Um, you know, you knew that they had a plan in place that was more than just, oh, my goodness, let's get trapped behind this door. And what do we do now? Like, that? no, that was part of the plan. The dragging, uh, what's his name? Miles in, Mason. in there. Mason. Mason. For dragging him in there, like, you know, and not filling him in. Like, ah, that's awesome. Keep keep, keep, yeah. keep him in the dark because yeah. that's what we want. More more characters to go, uh, I, I'm going to just be very upset about this and probably foil your plan later because you're not telling me what's going on. But sure, that, go with it. Yeah. I I feel really bad though because it's like, you know, Hope and Mason are probably never going to be an item now. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you're saying I, you're saying this betrayal hastens the demise of Hasten. <laughs> yes, yes, it does. Thank you. I'm going to play with portmanteaus wherever I can. <laughs> okay. you're on notice, man. <laughs> Y'all know I will walk out of here. I will it's leave. It's better than mope. <laughs> it I will turn true. this podcast around. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one thing I will say about the Mason thing is that, you know, this whole season, for me, I've been like, oh, please don't make this like the love interest that is the problem. and We can't get the plan together because Hope can't turn her back on the guy. And then his dad is like some top secret operative or whatever, like those high ranking individuals going to come in. And because he's <laughs> he his dad's that kid. One. Yeah. Well, I was thinking like his dad's going to come like his, he's going to be like the, the real bad guy, right? Like they, they think they can trust him and then he's going to go squeal to his dad and then his dad's going to st- shut everything down. This was a plot twist. I was not thinking it was going to happen. I didn't think Hope was just going to be like, let me befriend the guy that I kind of like and just lock and you know, use him as bait. Um, and it worked. And I was happy with that because I really saw this going in another direction. And so while I was upset with the way things were going on the hook end, you know, with the, with the plan being so transparent, in my opinion, um, on this end, I really did like that part where it's like, okay, this really easy storyline they could have told where, you know, the kid is, you know, the problem. Um, they used him, you know, in a way that you would think hope wouldn't be mature enough to do. Um, because like if you if this was Iris, this would not have happened. Iris is love struck. Mm-hmm. Like you could not have told Iris to use Percy as bait. You know, it just wasn't going to happen. Not that the, you know he would fill that role, but she just seems to latch on to people a lot more than Hope is doing around 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 mm-hmm. this time. Um, and so I I liked seeing that from Hope as a character, and I also don't really like Mason that much. So I was okay with him being used as a yeah. Well, he's a tool. Yeah, he does. He seems like he sucks. Sorry. Yeah, I, it's an interesting thought though like they've talked a little bit about we're going to evacuate all the scientists then we're just going to you know murder everybody else and that's cool but it seems to me like there's scientists and there's soldiers and then there's like the masons of the world i feel like maybe they don't (laughs) deserve to die but it sure seems they're sure callous about the fact that like these people all have families and there's a high school and everything we're just gonna murder families they have a high school they're just innocent people minding their own business now what place does that remind me of that they're (laughs) all angry about having been killed oh no they're becoming the very thing that they want to destroy Uh, (laughs) yeah it's the it's you know it's the end of the hunger games all over again Let's have tree, one right? more Hunger Games, just <laughs> just to settle the score. 
Just one more series in the Walking Dead universe. It's Quarter Quell, the Walking Dead. <laughs> Not Quarter Quell. The, the thing with the kids, though, are like Mason is in theory like a scientist in training. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, we got grown scientists. We don't really need you. We got grown scientists. We got hope guys. We don't really need you. Um, uh, but like, I, there are parts of the plan that I really, really like, especially when they realize that, like, oh, they took all the research with them too. <laughs> like, yeah. I love that part. Like, not, they even took the who hash, you know, because um, <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's really easy to just be like, we're going to escape. But to also say, we're going to escape and we're going to cripple the future of the world by taking all of the things to, like, don't chase us because we will burn this to the ground. Like, we will turn this research around. Uh, I really enjoyed that part. Uh, there were a couple of twists in this episode that I did like. So, like I said, far and away, I would take this episode over the episode of Fear the Walking Dead like 10 times out of 10. It's just not even close. Yeah, I mean, it's a real race to the bottom this week, but this one is <laughs> this one's better. This one had things happen. This one had people acting in ways that made sense for the most part. For the most part. Jadis, who never makes sense and who also has a haircut like she's in a boy band in 1998. The worst haircut of all time. Worst. It doesn't look good on anybody. If you ever had that haircut and someone told you you looked good, they were lying. (laughs) It's not. I agree. Well, she knows she's she's got the the Jane Weedlin kind of. Leaving the go goes and going on my own look, and no, it it, it, even she didn't wear it well. Uh, yeah, I, 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 for me, it's like at least there was some momentum. Uh, the plot I felt was moving, and so that was that was really cool. And then you know the soldiers lined everybody up to shoot them, and they just decided to just stare into space until they got shot. So that was really stupid uh, and staged very poorly. But you know. We can't have our our heroes get killed. So they could have staged that a little better or they could have actually made Silas a freaking good shot and at least (laughs) hit hit somebody. Uh, Okay, whatever. If he'd been been like fighting them with his fists, he would have just murdered them in one punch. Well, this is true. That's what he does. He punches people to death. But they had to give him a gun and he's just not in his element when he has a gun. Yeah, he's, he's more of a wrestler. Disposer of zombies. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, he's loser. like. I'm going back to Hunger Games again. He's like Peta throwing around the sacks of flour. Exactly, exactly. He doesn't need a real weapon. He's good with flour. Yep. Um, I wonder though. We have two weeks left of both of these shows, and we literally only have two weeks of the world beyond left. Period of all time. Like, and so I wonder if any of these people surviving the show even matters at this point. Cause like, I think Hux is dead. Like, I just don't mm-hmm. see her getting out of here alive. Like if she pulls this off, she's amazing because it's very transparent. She's behind enemy lines. At some point, J- Janice is just going to shoot her just because like, okay, like, uh, I'm yeah. just, Oh, I totally by- knew that bang. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or at least I'm just confused by all the stuff's going on. So I'm just going to kill you just to be safe, which is probably the right choice. Um, because what is Huck really doing <laughs> except for just trying to protect everybody who you want to kill? Um, so I'm wondering what happens because the finales of these shows are on the exact same day, you know? And so we're going to either have a lot of loss very quickly or nothing's going to happen in <laughs> for two weeks and two shows simultaneously. And then we're just going to have a break until Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead proper come back. Um, so I'm not really 
sure if they have enough time to wrap up both these shows because there has been very little movement on on fear and the world beyond like i said they have a lot of wrapping up to do in such a little time like they have to set the stage for what all of this even meant you know telling us why we had to sit through these two series and sit, like if, if it's the future of science that we're getting you know the, or the future of the cure or are we just getting like another possible spin-off or the characters to transition to the next stage of the series i just don't understand why they would give us two seasons of a show and then just leave us high and dry well i want to speak to that a little bit i'm actually i'm looking this up we get you, you know i get the walking dead screeners uh, yes i got an email from amc inviting me to check out screeners and they said something tantalizing and i'm not i don't think this is a spoiler Okay, but they they dropped this note that at the end of the final episode of World Beyond, there is a post credit scene, and it's apparently a rather lengthy one at that. Hmm. Okay, you have my attention. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, I'm listening just about anything. Yeah. I, I feel like that's got to tie it back to something in the prime Walking Dead universe. Rick Grimes. Yeah, I think there. I think Rick Grimes. I would put Rick Grimes on the board as something that could happen. Now, I have to stop you right there. Because do you really think the third most important franchise of the I mean, series of the Walking Dead franchise where we're getting the return of Rick Grimes... Like, people who watch The Walking Dead proper have no idea that the world beyond even exists unless they listen to this podcast. And now we're about to find out that that's how Rick comes back. I think Josh once said, like, there's a 0% chance we're getting Rick on this show. And now we got a tiny sliver of hope. Do we really think this is a possibility? I mean, I don't know. They've gotten, like, 40% of the way toward curing the zombies in the <laughs> franchise. Well, now, so, this, this is very true. Now, did they potentially seed that by saying that Huck's part of the plan is she's going to somehow, by hook or by crook, get to the political side of things and explain to them what's going on? Well, who might be in charge of the political side of things? <gasps> Stop but it. one, but one Rick Grimes. Rick Grimes oh, is going to be the president of everything yeah. of the world. Yeah, you President know, Rick people, Grimes. People will cry. Like there will be tears. Like that's like so, there are fan fictions that are written just like that. Rick Grimes is standing up in front of like all of his supporters. And he's wearing that stupid hat, and he is the president of the world. And that's how The Walking Dead ends. Yeah, I. I, it would be a shock, but I would like to see it. I, I've, I have never been the biggest Rick fan. You know, like I was like, ah, Rick's gone, but you know, whatever. We have other compelling characters. But if you bring him back and he is the president of the world, I'll take it. Yeah. Okay. I, this is, I am new. I'm now like fully on the President Rick Grimes train. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> what if uh, Madison Clark, president of the world? What do you okay. got? Okay. All right. That's the only thing I want more than President, <laughs> president Madison Clark. <laughs> Well, uh, excuse me, Mr. Grimes, but I believe there's an independent candidate making a run for your office, Victor Strand. <laughs> oh, uh, that's the darkest timeline. <laughs> combine all three. <laughs> I mean, honestly, at some point we do need to combine all three. Like, we know The Walking Dead proper is ending. We have two weeks of World Beyond left. If we started to move everybody to fear, 
at least it would be something because I still say the Carol Daryl story, the Carol Daryl show is so stupid to me. Like it's still the walking dead. Just call it the walking dead. So I just feel like this could be the time to start consolidating these mm-hmm. shows. Give a strand who is like maybe in like a time jump. Cause I've still, you know, to this day, I have no clue what time we are in, in the, in the world beyond universe, but let's say we do a time jump. Right. And strand has taken his tower and it's literally taken over the world. Like he is now ruling from his his ivory tower, sitting at the top, you know, with uh, his moat, and he's got his cabinet of like Rick Grimes and Jadis, you know, like, like <laughs> Madison Clark. <laughs> yeah, Madison Clark. Yeah, like and and, and Heath, you know, <laughs> and Heath. Yes, and Heath, and you know, Morgan still in the and the Vatos. The Vatos somehow survived <laughs> all the way back here. <laughs> Yeah, give us the give us the, the the movie event. You know, the most ambitious crossover event of all time. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I I am looking forward to that post credit scene more than I am looking forward to the last two episodes of either of these shows. And I will say that. Yeah, here for it. Yeah, yeah because and we will be here I, for it. <laughs> I do think it's weird. I think it's deeply weird that we are the CRM is this kind of authoritarian government and. They are treating it like it is a city where they are beholden to some bigger city. And yet this has to be the biggest city there is. And who, like, where is this president? Where is this mythical? Like, who does, who does Julia Ormond report to? Like, where's her boss? Where does he live? What is his deal? Um, or her deal? I guess I want to be. I want to be clear. It could be Madison Clark. Um, <laughs> it, it seems to me we don't have the infrastructure in the zombie apocalypse to be supporting like a whole nation state with like, you know, authoritarian nation state with, uh, you know, Madison Clark sending orders down from above and helicopters and everything like it, it beggars belief. And I like, I, you know, I demand realism out of my zombie apocalypse shows. There you go. <laughs> I think some realism, just a t- just a pinch of realism. Mm-hmm. What what if Alicia is the president of the world? Oh yeah, I'm okay with that. You know, yeah. she gets out of the bunker. The CRM rescued her from the bunker. She has politicked her way up to the top, and now it's Alicia, president of the world, versus Victor Strand, enemy of the state. Um, yeah, I'll take it. I'll oh, take this it. is like I, yeah. this you is know, Captain you, America: Civil War. I and love you know, you, you can't spell Padre without P for president, A for Alicia. <laughs> R for Rick. No, not R for Rick. <laughs> I, won't, I won't stand for that. I'm sorry. B for um, don't do this anymore, please. <laughs> yeah. So, but I do have one more question about Carol slash Daryl. Are we sure that's happening? Like, I, I'm legit against it. But is, is that a thing? Because they've been lying to us for years saying it was coming. Is it a thing? Is the Rick Grimes movie a thing? That's a lie. They lied to us. That's <laughs> a lie, too. There's a lie. Hey, you, you, can, you can have your anthology show and have, have Daryl and Carol host it. <laughs> not yes, you know, I like want it to be like cre- sitting on a couch keeper type style or whatever. Yeah. Keeper, yes, yes. 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 Keeper on here. I've already explained to y'all. That's <laughs> this is better than the crypt keeper because it's Carol and Daryl and dog. The dog, dog sits at their feet at the on the couch <laughs> and they're just like, well, tonight we got a story for you. <laughs> Dead diaries, you know. <laughs> like, oh my god, yes. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I, nope. I made some applesauce cookies. Oh, great. <laughs> it's, it's so bad. It's so bad. It is, it's bad because it's Daryl. Because Daryl's just grunting the whole time. <laughs> Are you saying that dog would have better dialogue? <laughs> yes. Let dog host it. Like the fan service you would be doing to give Daryl and Carol a spinoff for no reason. They already have a spinoff. It's called The Walking Dead proper. Like, yeah, everybody else show. left. Yeah, like, I don't understand. Um, I'm very excited to get back to The Walking Dead proper. I missed some of those characters. There were some really interesting things going on there. And The Walking Dead, well, World Beyond characters just never quite lived up to what I was hoping that they would be. And so, especially Elton. Like, they could have just left mm-hmm. Elton out of the season. They were going to give us nothing with him. Nothing. Yeah. And so, yeah, for me... We can, we can move Elton on to fear at that point for as much as we've oh. seen him. Yeah, you get a one episode a season, like you know, any, everyone else does on Fear, and then he just you know he talked to Morgan for a little bit, and then he go away. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm eager to get through these last two episodes, but I do mean get through these last two episodes because I'm trying yeah. to see if we have something better on the other side. Yep, we're gonna endure and let go. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean the I mean the main difference between us. And the podcast and the, you know, the shows that we cover on this podcast are that we are here every week. Like Josh Wiggler is like the Elton of the group and he dips in and out sometimes. But, you know, three of us, we are, we're going to be here till the bitter, bitter end, I'm afraid. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and good, 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 good King Rob is, is the Heath. <laughs> he ducked yes. out. He's st- we know he's still alive out there. <laughs> yeah. He, he might come back sometime as the president of the world. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Um, yeah, Josh and I spoke briefly before we recorded this and he asked me, he was like, so Chappelle, like, what should I be expecting? And I was like, just, you know, stuff, you know, I had nothing to tell him. (laughs) I felt so bad because I I wanted to see like, there, nothing happened. Josh, stop it. Stop it. This was a week where nothing happened, but, um, you know. I let him live, uh, you know, figure it out on his own. I no spoilers from me, um, but hopefully he'll come back to cover these last two episodes with us. I'd be excited to talk to him about it. Yeah, we we need him to we need him to roll up in his like in his helicopter and descend from the heavens to tell us his takes on the on both of these seasons as a whole. But that also forces him to watch them, so there's that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, we made, we did finally successfully lobby to get him to watch the twin Robert Patrick's, but <laughs> it has to be that good, I think, at this point. Yeah. So I think, I think we're at the end of our program. Uh, anything else we need to say about either one of these fine television offerings? No, I think they were fine. Go. I think we fine. can go now. Can I go no. now? I just want to hug my friend. I meet him again. I want to hug my friend. Can I hug my friend? <laughs> AJ, how come your how come your Silas sounds just like Lil from Survivor Pearl Islands? Oh, I don't know. I'm I'm really excited <laughs> to be here in the final. Can you vote for me, please? I really I'd really appreciate it. I could be a two time winner. I could. You know, that's the Brant Steele I want to see. I want to see like a three like a Heroes Healers Hustlers format with people are on Walking Dead right now, people that are on Fear right now, and people that are on World Beyond right now. 
uh, a world where Jadis wins Survivor. I just don't want to live in that world. <laughs> hey, hey, do we have do we have uh, time in between uh, the break of, of these two episodes, and then we're gonna make time. The proper coming back, <laughs> Fred Steele, baby. Fred Steele, baby. All right, so. I know that we all have ample free time to tackle these things, but um, what are you actually doing in your spare time these these days? Spare time. What is Or your regular time that's not spare, the time that you do not have to. Yeah. Last week was a busy one. I think I ended up with a a podcast for every day of the week and then some. um, It was I hope to never live that life again. So man's game, sir. I, and I am not a young man, so you can tell I lost. It was an L I took. Um, but yeah, this week it's a little bit lighter for me, you know. Still doing nothing but Netflix. Uh, on Rob has a podcast with Rob Sestadino. This week we talked about uh, completely against my will, I might say. We talked about Tiger King season two, and uh, it was a good time. We had Bryce Isaiah on as a guest, and so despite me hating every second of the series, pretty much I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast, and so I urge anybody to check that out. Um, also on Post Recaps, um, I got to guest on Community Building this week to talk about uh, Mixology uh, Certificate or Mixology Certification, I believe is the name of the episode, Season 2, Episode 10. Um, so Josh and I and uh, Jess Sterling talked about that. It was a good time. Uh, also on Post Recaps, Insecure is still going on, the last season of Insecure. And so Latanya uh, Starks has been out, so I've been hosting with Mari fourth my co-host and our special guest this last week was sasha joseph so we're about halfway through that season as well sasha and i still cover never have i ever on silent podcast so that's uh you know something that we're almost done with i think we're taking a break this week though because of the holiday you know we'll catch up and finish it off by the end of the uh well by the beginning of december uh and i think that's it last week was a lot busier, but I'm I'm confident in saying that I don't think I missed anything this time. I'm just going to hang out and chill for a little bit. I, I think that's entirely fair and deserved. Thank you. So, AJ, what are you up to? Uh, you know, similarly, this is the time of year where I just try to slow down a little bit, take a break, a little, a little hiatus from uh, all the uh, podcasts that I'm on. Uh, but you can catch up on uh, our Criminal Minds rewatch, Felonious Pundits, myself and Kentad Svensgaard. Uh, we are almost finished with season two. Time is flying. Just boom, 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 boom. We just did the two-parter with James Vanderbeek. Uh, so that's that's a fun one. And uh, yeah, be my guest will be back at some point after the holidays. Just it's hard to get a lot of guests on during the holiday season. Can you imagine that? People would rather spend time with their families than to spend an hour answering trivia questions. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. And other than that, I'm just just using this time to catch up on watching a whole bunch of TV that I've been putting off. uh, And, you know, so, you know, Into the Dexter New Blood and watching that. And uh, Yellow Jackets, a fun little show that's also on the Showtime, which I wouldn't have watched unless I got Showtime, which I only got for Dexter. So uh, good stuff going on. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. Yeah, I don't have anything else going on here except I do this podcast and then I work. And then <laughs> I manage my child and I work more. And then every week I get to do this podcast. And that is my life now. Answer the question, Jess. Is that really why you do the podcast? What's the truth, Jess? <laughs> I don't think anybody in the Walking Dead franchise knows why they do anything anymore. Tell me the truth, Jess. I need the answer, Jess. 
<laughs> I gave you an answer once. You give me the answer. Yeah, I, I don't have an answer. I'm going to go smash the podcast now. <laughs> so I hope everybody has enjoyed this take on two episodes in which apparently something happened. And if you want to hear more of our great takes on Walking Dead and other programs, you can go over to postshowrecaps.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash postshowrecaps. Figure out how to support us however you can. And we have extra podcasts dropped in your feed. You can have access to the patron-only Discord where you can hang out with other like-minded television enthusiasts. And, you know, you can have a direct line to anybody in the Postshow Recaps universe. Uh, I'm given to understand that sometimes you can harass them into doing shows that you wanted to hear about so <laughs> i encourage you to vote with your dollars get into patreon.com and become a patron and after that everybody has to listen to you about everything you say um and i promise that these views are endorsed by the rest of the post recaps community oh, yeah. so, they bully me constantly for the record <laughs> you think i do all these podcasts <laughs> by choice no <laughs> give the public what they want Chappelle. <laughs> it's the discord the public probably is indifferent to me but the people in the discord have really <laughs> strong opinions about what i talk about and so yeah if you have those opinions i say join the discord and you probably have some sway over me and what i do in my spare time um, strong opinions man <laughs> it makes the world go round. so thank you everybody for watching and for engaging with us we appreciate you all and we will see you next week for hopefully a more exciting turn of events Thanks, everyone. Bye.